the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It's Monday. Holy mackerel, it's Monday. What day of the... It's October 5. October 5. Why do I do that? I do that so that you know that it's a live show. I'm really, really here. With that said, do I really, really want to be here? Went to Tahoe this weekend for a dog reunion. I'm going to talk about that on the show because I think as men, we've all been put in that position of, why the hell am I doing this? That's a good example of being a man. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I think I have a good show for you. I feel that a lot of the content that I have is awkward, i.e., there's a lesson in it, but it's awkward today. For instance, I'm going to talk about a Saudi prince. I'm going to talk about Nouriel Roubini. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that NBC Universal slash Comcast deal and what that may mean for my beloved Hulu, H-U-L-U dot com. Have you watched TV at Hulu dot com? I have. It's a good question. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Have you? Are you willing to watch TV online? Now, right now, it's maybe on your laptop or your netbook or maybe your desktop. It's not the most enjoyable experience. It's just not quite like being on your couch eating Fritos and watching television. But do you watch TV on Hulu? Because in about a year from now, two years from now, that's what the whole NBC Universal Comcast deal is all about. It's all about two years from now. Southwest, downgrading, uh, getting a downgrade today. I'm going to teach you a lesson on Southwest today. On top of that, I got some state tax reform conversation. I've got some municipal bond in California. Why do you care about municipal bonds in California? Because we're raising money to improve our state. Good question. Do you feel comfortable with that? And do you think we're really improving our state? Let's take a quick look at Wall Street, see how we're doing there. My background is as a Wall Street nerd. I'm an analyst, financial planner. No, I'm not a financial planner. I'm an analyst. I'm an investment advisor. I work with financial planners on consulting about portfolios. That's my background. I'm pretty good at this stuff. Dow's up 86, NASDAQ up 17, S&P 512. So I blend a little bit of the financial nerd with the I'm kind of like you person kind of show. The Generation X, this is how I see it kind of show. So it's a little financial nerd Generation X type of show. So the market's up today. Market had a tough Thursday and Friday. In large part, we had a great second and third quarter. And as we enter the fourth quarter, we're starting to get nervous. Is the economy truly coming out of recession or not? And people are getting a little bit on the spooked side. So new week, new tone. Stock market looks to set a new week on a better note than it ended last week. Now, Goldman Sachs is a driver of early strength today. I own Goldman Sachs. It got upgraded. The whole large cap bank sector got upgraded. That's big. Why are banks important to you? Now, you may be driving a bus 
You may be working at a sleep apnea center in the middle of the night, listening to a podcast version of the show that you can get at talk910.com. Why are improvements on banks important? Banks lend money. And if their stocks are doing well, it tends to mean that their, their, their lending portfolio is doing well. If their stocks are doing bad, it means they're probably not lending. If they're lending, what do you and I do when we get money? For instance, you ever do a refi on your house and you have $100,000 in your bank account and you go, I'm going to go to Mexico, where you really didn't want to go to Mexico a month before, but now that you got all that extra cash sitting around, you go, I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to get me a cerveza. So when banks lend, we spend. That's the basic idea. Now, it could be a wise business decision like setting up a new office space or improving your computer software or hiring a new employee. And that all plays into more taxes for the state, more taxes for the federal. Or it could be a bad decision, like, I'm going to go get me a cerveza. But when banks are lending, we spend. Okay, HSBC CEO, that's another one of those big banks. He says he's not yet convinced that we will see a second downturn. Whoa, that's interesting to note. So a big banker is saying, we may not have a double-dip recession. We may have actually gotten through this. Now, New York University professor Nuriel Rubini says stocks have risen too much, too soon, too fast. He thinks a correction is likely to take place sometime in the fourth quarter or the first quarter as the reality of the still weak re- economy starts to hit home. I'm going to hit a little bit more on this. I'm glossing over it. Nuriel Rubini, just to let you know, you should go Google him. Google Nuriel and how do you spell Nuriel? And who would name their kid Nuriel for the first place? Nuriel is spelled N-O-U-R-I-E-L, Rubini, R-O-U-B-I-N-I. Now, Nuriel Rubini, Google him. He parties with 20-year-old girls in Vegas. How many New York University economists, how many economists do you think party with chicks in Vegas? He's a rock star. He's known as Dr. Doom and Gloom. So he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have a, a positive spin on things, but he's also the one guy who said the banks were going to implode, and he was right. So he got a, a pretty loud voice out of that. Now, the yield on 10-year Treasury notes at 3.2% versus 3.9% in mid-March. Anytime the 10-year Treasury is under 4%, I buy stocks. So I've been buying stocks for the better part of three years now. I'm good with that. I have no problem. I've done exactly the right thing to do, buy in a down market. The Treasury, the down market has caused people to run and put money in the Treasuries. So people are scared. So it pushes the treasury yield lower and lower and lower and lower. As they get more scared, more people buy them. As there's more demand for them, the yield goes lower and lower. Historically, inflation is going to run 2 to 4%, and you're getting 3.2% in a 10-year treasury? Uh-uh, no way. you got to look for better expectations. Now, you may not get them instant gratification, but you will get them. I promise you in five years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now, I'm not sure which one, I will be in a better place because I bought when the 10-year treasury was under 4%. I'm throwing out so much information. Can you believe the show's free? Can you believe the show's free? It's almost crazy that it's free. Speaking of free. Hmm. Now, I'm going to come back to that. Let's talk about movies this weekend. I know you like movies. I like movies. I like going to movie theaters less than I did 10 years ago. 20 years ago, I loved going to the movie theater. Not so much today. Drew Barrymore, Ricky Gervais, they were eaten alive over the weekend. The two well-known stars aggressively pushed their feature directorial debuts, in which both acted as well. The little of El Gervais, he came up with the invention of lying. Now, he's like the British guy who came up with the British 
the British office. And uh, long story short, I, he's okay. I was just corrected his pronunciation of his name is Gervais. <laughs> that said, obviously people are pretty entitled to their opinions on whether or not he's a genius or not. Eh. I think Ricky Gervaisi, a little overrated. Uh, he did the movie The Invention Line, came out with a very soft $7.4 million this weekend. Drew Barrymore's Whip It grossed a very dismal $4.9 million. Both movies were relatively inexpec- inexpensive to produce. Uh, they each cost one eighteen million, the other $15 million. So they're looking like duds, though, particularly when you include marketing costs. Line was financed by Radar Pictures and Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Division, Time Warner. Whippet was produced by Fox, Fox Searchlight, division of Fox. Now, Whippet is a better chance of holding on at the box office with an audience rating of A-. minus. So people who saw it basically liked it. People who saw Line gave it a C, so they're not going to recommend it to anyone. Line also opened in the U.K. and Ireland. It performed a little bit better in Ricky Gervais's home country. Now, I know it's Gervais, and I'm just trying to piss people off. Just like I know... Um, Milpitas is really Milpitas, and it's not Milopitas. But I like calling it Milopitas because every time I call it Milopitas, if someone, if Steve from Milpitas calls right now, I'll go Steve and Milopitas, and he'll go Rob, it's it's Milpitas. I'll go whatever because it's funny. It's funny when people don't get the joke. Um, so what did well at the movie theater this weekend? And again, I'm teaching that you can invest by understanding product, whether it's Cisco Systems product or whether it's GE's product. Whether it's Microsoft's product, Windows 7, Zombieland did super well. Now, I told you a couple weeks ago that I wanted to see Zombieland. I didn't see Zombieland, but I'm still going to take credit for it because I said I wanted to see it. Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, film which cost Sony and relatively, and another company, $23 million to produce, it opened at $25 million. So it's going to be a success for Fox. And the movie was helped largely by positive reviews and good buzz. Now, again, zombie, horror, genre, good buzz. It's pretty odd, right? Um, supposedly there's a cameo in Zombieland that I would like you to ruin for me. You can send me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I will I will then at that point in time, there's a super secret um, celebrity cameo in Zombieland that I want to know who it is because I have to wait till it comes out on DVD because I just, I just don't go to movies anymore. I just don't have time. But anyway, it's like Harry Potter. When the sixth book came out, I said the little girl Hermione dies in it. And I hadn't actually read the book, but I gave the spoiler that I had read the book. And the publisher called me within 30 minutes and said, we will threaten a lawsuit. It will come down hard on you unless you retract that statement. And like a dog who's been, um, how shall we sm- say, uh, beaten? <laughs> I, I got my tail between my legs, got back on air and said I didn't really read the book and her meaning didn't die. Uh, because you don't mess with big media companies when they threaten. So anyway, neither here nor there. So anyway, um, Zombieland. Did very, very, very well. And I said I was going to like it, so I give myself credit for that. Disney, meanwhile, they had a decent debut for the Toy Story movies, which are coming out on 3D, generating about $12.5 million. It's just, it's the same old Toy Story, right? They don't have to pay Buzz Lightyear more money. They don't have to pay the actors more money. They just re-release it. That's what I like about Disney is they got, like, let's say you have a kid, He's going to see the same Cinderella and Fantasia that I saw as a kid. And your kid's kid is going to see the same Cinderella and Fantasia that I saw as a kid. Or 101 Dalmatians or Buzz Lightyear or Cloudy with a Chance. Like, they've got product that they can keep re-releasing. 
And who makes the money? The company does, because you don't have to pay Cinderella more money every time she keeps coming out. She worked 60 years ago and ain't going to work another day in her life. So anyway, um, so Toy Story 3D did well, and that they're going to come out with Toy Story 3 next year, and that's going to be a huge thing for Disney, Disney slash Pixar. And despite the animated competition, um, Disney's release of, uh, no, I'm sorry, Sony's release of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, it, it declined a little bit, but it still had a pretty good weekend. Now, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs costs Sony about $100 million to make, and it's already pulled in $82 million. Overseas, it's collected $21 million, and it's still got a lot of major markets left to open up in. So anyway, how about the, the capitalism of love story? That opened up with 1,000 locations, pulled in about $4.9 million. So Michael Moore, it's nowhere close to his biggest hit, which was Fahrenheit 9-11. Did you know Fahrenheit 9-11 did over $115 million? I mean, that was a blockbuster. Now, Focus Features, they opened up the latest Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man. It did about eh, 251000 but that was only at six theaters, so it's going to get wider spread release. And again, Coen Brothers, their product. We know them, we like them. We've basically liked almost everything they've done in their career, from a movie of Blood Simple to Hudsucker Proxy. Every, I mean, again, everything they've done, pretty darn good, or at least close to good. So we've given them a lot of, and that's what I'm wanting you to learn about money and investing. Investing is all about identifying product that's going to get the market share and grow market share and push to the bottom line profitability. So Zombieland, number one movie. America loves zombies. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. I've thrown, I've opened up the, the Pandora's box. I've talked zombies. You can call 800-345-5639 to talk about zombies. I've talked about big banks getting an upgrade. You can talk about that. You have a stock question. You have a financing question. You Anything that's on your mind, bring it on. Hulu. Have you ever watched a TV show on Hulu? I want to hear your interaction. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Show. Talk910.com to get a podcast of the show. If you're listening to 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Business news. Because this is on my mind right now, and there's just no no denying it. It's Rob Black Show, and if you want to chime in with your opinions, your thoughts, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You can chime in. You can disagree. You can talk about the movie you saw this weekend. Whatever. I think this is a show for real people about ultimately getting into retirement, but it's a show for real people. I'm not some cavalier boot on the mountain who says, come listen. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Jobless rate going to pass 10%. Greenspan, Alan Greenspan, the man who looks like a, a kind of like a turtle with, with, with uh, well, big glasses and kind of looks a little bit like Larry King, the suspenders. So he looks like a turtle with suspenders, big glasses. He's not a good looking man. Former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan predicted on the Sunday shows. You know the Sunday shows, the, the, the politics shows? They're on in the morning. I don't know if you watch them. But Greenspan was doing the rounds, and he said the jobless rate is going to pass 10% and it's going to stay there for a while. He said a second stimulus plan is not needed now. Interesting. He spoke favorably of extending unemployment benefits and tax credits for health insurance. Okay, okay. He talks about the options the Obama administration is considering for helping people laid off during the recession with more than 15 million people out of work 
Unemployment reached 9.8% in September. That's the highest rate in 26 years. Greenspan, he used to be the head of our bankers in the United States, the head of the Federal Reserve. He says, this is an extraordinary period and temporary actions must be taken. Especially to assuage the angst of the very substantial part of the population. I think people are feeling angst, right? I think people are pretty crazy anxiety ridden. I know I am. And I, I have nothing to be anxiety ridden over. I think I'm turning into Richard Lewis. <laughs> Even though I don't like him because he refused to come on the show because he thought I was going to be mean to him. Um, anyway, he called the jobs report that was released on Friday pretty awful, Greenspan said. He's particularly concerned with statistics showing the number of people out of work for the six months has reached five million. He said people are out of work for very protracted periods of time and lose their skills eventually. That's an interesting comment. I didn't think, I didn't, I've never stopped to think about that. But there is some truth to that. The longer you sit at home and watch Oprah and Dr. Phil, the less likely I'm going to hire you. He says, looking ahead, the unemployment picture, he said his own suspicion is that we're going to penetrate the 10% barrier and stay there for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a job, go brown nose your boss. Let's go to Jacob, Sunnyvale, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Jacob? Oh, hi, Rob. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I actually want to take you back to a comment that you said about the treasuries. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't quite understand. You mentioned that when the treasuries uh, yield a low, um, low interest, uh-huh. it's a good time to buy stocks. Right. Can you elaborate on that? So when people are scared, are they going to treasuries? Right. And does that how does that reflect to the stock market? That means the stock market, people are pulling out. So does that mean uh, that you buy that pullback if you believe the stock market is going back up? Well, historically, and this is what I'm basing it off. Please guarantee, no, Jacob, there's no guarantee on this. I'm not giving you right. money to go to Vegas and double. But I'm saying historically, this is a truism. What happens is the Treasury yield, historically, 4% is a number where I'm willing. I, let me ask you, Jacob. When you get 3.2% on your money at the bank, do you feel that that's enough? Depending on the in the economy, but no, you, you would like to get more. Okay. So there's there's a number in your head that somewhere in point in time it teeter-totters, and you say, I need more risk because 3.2% is not enough. So right now you can get the United States government, who doesn't miss a payment, to give you 3.2% each year for the next 10 years. Now, there's the teeter-totter. There's going to be people on one side or the other. Some people are going to say that's more than enough. Some people think inflation's right around the corner. You know, China's economy's coming on. We know that Brazil just got the Olympics. We know their economy's coming on. They're going to have demand for copper. They're going to have a demand for gold. They're going to have a co- demand for steel. They're going to have a pl- demand for platinum. And once they've created a middle class, they're going to have a demand for bacon. They're going to have a demand for beef. There's, so there's going to be more of a demand for commodities, which could push up inflation. Inflation is average 2 to 4%. So when the 10-year Treasury is under 4%, that means a bank that means Jacob if you and I start a business we can get money for a low cost of money there's not a lot of inflation out there so the cost of money is incredibly low you know the bank lending rate right now is about 0.25 to 0 so banks can get the money pretty cheap they can give it to us let's say we come up with a great idea they say well we'll settle for a 5% rate of return because we know that if we give it to the treasury they'll give us 3.2 but if we give it to Rob and Jacob maybe we can ask for 5% now let's say we've got Heidi and Jen, they've got this awful business plan. The bank's getting money at almost nothing, and Heidi and Jen has this business plan that's awful. So the bank will give it to them at 10%. So the bank is now saying, we know where 3.2% safety is, and we know how to calculate risk on pretty good business idea. 
all the way to awful business idea. So they're willing to lend based off that because 3.2% is the static norm. Now, again, thanks for the call. Anytime, yeah, anytime historically, and this is historically in the last 100 years, that the 10-year Treasury's been under 4%, it's been a good buying opportunity for 10 years out. Now, it could be five years out. It could be three years out. It could be 15 years out. But you've got to give yourself an appropriate time frame because we're in the worst recession for a lifetime, and that sent a lot of money to the sidelines. And one of the reasons we're up 55% from the bottoms is there's a lot of money on the sidelines that's slowly starting to come back. Now, here's another thing. You said 3.2% not good enough for your bank. How about 5%? How about 6%? How about 7%? A lot of people... And I'll tell you, the old people in this audience, people over 50 years old, people who are heading towards retirement. And I know you can be very young and sexy at 50. I know. I know. But as you're heading to retirement, you want your money to earn money. And right now it's getting 3.2% into your treasury, and that ain't enough. Not when healthcare costs are up 6% and college costs are up 6%. You know, the, the inflation that hits senior citizens is totally different than the inflation that hits me and you. We get deflation because our TVs are, sm- are, are, are bigger, flatter. But they cost less every year. Our computers, faster, cost less every year. So we're not seeing inflation in the consumer goods that we're buying. They're seeing the goods, the increase in health care costs. You know, families in their, their late 30s, early 40s, they're seeing college costs up. So you got to look for better than 3.2%. And again, 4% has been the historic norm. Some people are willing to say that Rob Black's statement is now you buy stocks anytime they're under 3.5% on the 10-year treasury. Now, again, stocks historically have averaged 10%. We're not going back to 10% averages anytime soon. Even though we're up 50% this year, we're not going up from the bottom of March. We're up 33%, 35% for the year. Stocks are not going back to that 10% profit norm until the economy stabilizes and we get GDP growth of 2 to 4%. So this is a lot to digest, and I'm throwing a lot of it out there. I'm giving you some basic rules that have worked in the past so that you know... You know, right now, you're just not getting enough on a 10-year treasury. Now, if I can get a 10-year treasury at 6%, hell yeah, I'm loading up on those. It's going to be my safest money out there. But 3.2, not good enough. Rob Black needs a better return. Rob Black needs to get a break. Rob Black needs phone calls. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, more stimulating talk, 9, 10 a.m. Speaking of trailer parks, from a guy who's living in a trailer park in Sunnyvale, not literally a trailer park, but in his mind, he'd sent me an email a couple weeks ago and said, you know, he's a little upset about 15-year mortgages. I don't like 15-year mortgages. I think 15-year mortgages are for financially retarded people. Now, when I say the word retarded, it pisses you off because you grew up in second grade where mentally challenged kids were in a different classroom than you. And we quickly grew to know the term what mental retardation was. It's offensive. We don't like the thought. We live in a clean, sterile world. So when I say financially retarded, I'm trying to break you out of your clean, sterile world. The word retarded means to slow the growth. It does not mean a little kid in second grade that scared you because you didn't understand why their mental facilities weren't yours. So this guy, he basically wants to do a 15-year mortgage. He sees that he could save thousands and thousands of dollars. By doing it over 15 years and not paying all that interest, 
versus doing it over 30 years and having a lower payment. So he sees thousands of dollars in savings. What he doesn't see is the lower mortgage payment is a powerful tool. And he's financially retarding his ability to have a nest egg. So he sends me an email and basically says, I couldn't agree with you less regarding mortgages, but then again, you're in a different league in the house. You live in a Palacio. I live in a crappy neighborhood on the wrong side of the tracks with an income that limits itemized deductions. To benefit me out of my 15-year mortgage, total interest paid. So he talks about the ability of saving two to $400 a month by using a 30 versus 15. He says, that money, Rob, I would put that money into one of my four kids. They'd spend it for me. Well, see, here's the problem. So now he can see that he could save money, but he realizes he doesn't have the discipline to save money. So to say I'm wrong, you're wrong. And I almost call you the F word, but I'm not going to. But you do make me angry because I'm not wrong when it comes to money. I'm wrong when it comes to women. I'm wrong when it comes to cars. I'm wrong when it comes to the San Jose Sharks winning the Stanley Cup this year. But I am not wrong when it comes to money. And just because you don't have discipline doesn't mean I'm wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, the very best mortgage you can get is a 30-year fixed mortgage. Any mortgage debt over 8%, you want to pay off early. That includes the second mortgage if you had to do a second mortgage. Second mortgage typically means you didn't have enough money for a down payment. Maybe you shouldn't have bought the house in the first place. So, again, the two to 400 that he puts aside, it earns 40% historically over 30 years, whereas the money that you save saves you 15%. And the fact that he had four kids, perhaps the guy should have learned what a condom was because kids are expensive, especially in the state of California. This is not a cheap state to raise kids in. Did I just really offend someone and say that you probably shouldn't have had four kids? Now, kids are a blessing. Kids are wonderful. And maybe if you're on the Catholic side of the fence and you don't believe in, in birth control, that's wonderful. But I'm on the money side of things. And every kid that you have, on average, runs you about two hundred dollars to $250,000 over 17 years. This guy could have been wealthy. This guy could have had a nest egg to last him from sixty to hundred. He didn't financially plan for it, and thus he financially retarded his future. Now, will he have the, the joy and love of, of four kids? Yes. Hopefully. They don't hate him for being raised on the wrong side of the Sunnyvale tracks. But you get where I'm going out with that. Got another email from a guy named... Uh, I'm just going to say Stu, because I don't know what he is actually his name is. He says, I'm on the verge of canceling my TV subscription to Comcast. I'm just going to watch TV on the computer. Come on. One to two minutes of commercials. So we're talking about Hulu. Hulu's in the news today. Because NBC Universal, they're going to try to sell, GE's going to try to sell a large chunk of NBC Universal to, to Comcast. And that's going to totally mess up Hulu. Because Comcast, you know you have Comcast? And like, for instance, right now you could watch season one of Dexter on your Comcast On Demand, even though that's a Showtime show and you don't pay for Showtime, you can still watch it. You can watch a lot of shows on Comcast. You can watch Survivor. Let's say you missed Survivor on Thursday. You can watch it on demand. So Comcast is in talks about creating a joint venture that would ultimately combine the entertainment assets of NBC Universal and them, Comcast. A deal could end free viewing of TV shows. Now, this is all about a year from now or two years from now when you start plugging your TV into the internet. Since Hulu launched last year, its popularity has quadrupled. Millions of people are turning to the free online video to watch shows of Family Guy, to watch shows of The Office, to watch shows of Modern Family. Now, right now, it's a very lonely venture because it's just you in front of your computer. I mean, maybe you and your girlfriend can sit next to the computer, but that's about it. Crowding three people around a computer ain't that much fun. Now, some wonder how long the free flow of online videos would last if Comcast ends up as part owner of Hulu. Now, Comcast is the leading cable company in the United States. 
And they've made no secret their disdain of Hulu's approach of giving away shows that Comcast and other pay TV distributors spend billions of dollars for and rely on to basically retain customers. If I was a college kid right now, there's no chance I'd have cable television. But because I'm wealthy and live like a playboy, I don't mind spending some money on cable. I really don't. But if I were on a budget, hell yeah. First thing goes is cable. Cable, $100 a month. It's $1,200 a year. That's, that's all you have to do. All you have to do is save $1,200 a year, and you're going to retire a millionaire. If you can find another $800 a year. So at that point in time, all I'm asking you is to come up with another $60, $70, $80 a month, which is honestly eating out once or twice for most people. Now, Comcast is in talks with the NBC Universal about pulling their entertainment assets in a new company that would own 30% of Hulu, in addition to the NBC network and cable channels such as Bravo, E, and Sci-Fi. Comcast would control the new entity and possibly have the clout to push Hulu to begin charging for access to some of their most popular shows. Like, for instance, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's one of those cable shows on FX that some people don't want to pay for cable. Or The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, or Psych, which I've never heard of, but it must be on one of the, the premium cable channels. Comcast is in talks, obviously, to try to protect their own interests. Now, would Comcast, like, for instance, if you can get an internet-enabled TV, you could honestly, seriously kick Comcast to the curb. If you can get an internet-enabled TV. Now, would Comcast put it into the Hulu model? That's the big question going around today. Now, again, we were talking about Comcast picking up NBC Universal last week. Now we're talking about the ramifications. Hulu is a partnership between NBC, Fox, and Disney, and it's been a nagging concern amongst Wall Street investors who see the site not as a hedge against internet piracy or viral video phenomenon. YouTube, but as a threat, ultimately, to the economic underpinnings of the television business. Now, the television business is a $22 billion a year cable and satellite TV subscription business. Americans spend $22 billion a year for cable and TV, for cable, or cable television and satellite television. So this isn't really a, a question on, is this internet piracy? No, no, it's really not. We're not trying to stop. I mean, yeah, of course they're trying to get some commoditization, run one to two minutes of commercials during their TV shows online. But this is really a, a much bigger issue. Now, Hulu has already limited users to access to certain cable programs, including FX, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, ultimately in a response from an outcry from television producers and cable companies that object to paying TV programmers hundreds of millions of dollars each year for the shows that are offered online for free. A Comcast CEO, a guy named Brian Roberts, he tried to buy Disney a couple years ago. I mean, you try to buy Disney, you basically say, we got the delivery mechanism for every kid in the world right here with our Comcast cable. And your kids, ma'am, ma'am, am I going to see the new Toy Story? Your kids get shut out if Comcast says it's $100. Or High School Musical, $200. Comcast would have a lot of clout. So anyway, Brian Roberts is among cable executives who have made his concern for known to TV programmers, both private and publicly. He and other cable executives fear that Hulu can become the free alternative to cable TV. He says, if I'm any one of these programmers, not just ESPN, but the Food Network, and I have a business that's 50, 60, 70% of my business comes from subscriptions, now, every time you have cable TV, some of that money goes to the Food Network. Some of that money goes to ESPN. It's a subscription. He says, I want to think long and hard before I just put that content out there for free and not think about what it's going to mean to my business. Now, owning content would give Comcast some control over the matter. Arguably, their ability to change and shape online content distribution and recast windows for video on demand would be an important attribute to any deal. Now, Comcast interested in NBC Universal would dramatically expand their entertainment portfolio. 
Now, cable assets like USA Network, MSNBC, CNBC. The proposed Comcast NBC Universal venture would also give cable operator much greater role in deciding how and when TV shows and movies are distributed online and what price. Now, again, movie theaters, not movie theaters, but movie um, distributors, they want to release movies the same day on cable in a pay-per-view that they're releasing DVDs because people aren't buying DVDs like they used to. The, the world of change in media is just, it's dramatic. Hulu's got great growth. It's got an elegant design. It drew Disney in to join the partnership in April. Walt's, Wall Street isn't alone in question whether Hulu is a hindrance to the TV industry. Entertainment executives, they've been agonizing over the conundrum of how to respond to viewers' desire to watch on our computers and portable devices without encouraging them to abandon their pay TV subscriptions. So there's a lot of internal rifts going on here, and I love it. Ultimately, the consumer likely will win because we'll continue to say, you know, we were the ones that said we want TV shows online. Otherwise, we're going to steal them and watch them online without you. So they came up with Hulu to, to, to combat us, but they gave us what we wanted. They gave us a good television show online that we could watch without having to steal it. And they can, they can you know, put commercials in it. Disney, Fox, and NBC subsidized $33 million of losses at Hulu, which is only partially offset by $123 million in advertising this year. That doesn't take into account the TV advertising revenue that media companies are losing as viewers increasingly watch shows on their PCs instead of their TVs. Hmm. For every viewer that migrates to the internet, that's about $920 a year in ad revenue. That's a lot of money. Again, off cable television, the long-term risk is that people will eventually cancel their cable or satellite subscriptions. I'm willing to cancel my cable subscription if someone else is. I want to see other people do it, and I'm going to join. Like for instance, I canceled my landline, and I just use a wireless cell phone. What did that take? About seven years of having both, and then I'm finally like, screw this. I don't need a landline anymore. Comcast has been testing the service called On Demand Online with 5,000 subscribers who type in their ID and password to gain access to video. So they're not only trying to get it from the TV, but they also want us, Comcast wants us to watch TV shows online. So that's why they went after Hulu. That's, no, no, no. That's why they went after NBC Universal. They need the content for online. They need the content to stop people from giving up their cable television. Makes sense. What do you think? Am I crazy? 800-345-5639. 800-345-5639. This brings up another question. Authentication. It's becoming a top priority for content providers as well as cable operators. Making Hulu a paid site? Who's going to stop you from giving out your password to a couple of your best buddies? 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm going to be talking with Glenn Beck. I'm Rob Black. I'm going to be talking with Glenn Beck. It's going to be early in the show. I have no clue what I'm going to talk to Glenn Beck about or ask him. Because um, I don't want to be too softball. You know, I don't want to be too hardcore. I don't want to piss him off. He's the anchor of the station. He's the anchor of the station. He's an anchor in conservative thought. I want to say, like, Glenn, what's it like to be on the cover of Time magazine? Or, Glenn, what's up with you crying once on television? That kind of freaked me out. Like, I couldn't. I honestly, for instance, Craig Ferguson, I once saw him cry. He talked about his dad. He had to go bury his dad. 
And he, he basically did a 30-minute monologue. If you go to YouTube and uh, Google uh, YouTube, Craig Ferguson, uh, Death of Dad, he gives a beautiful 30-minute speech where his dad taught him how to laugh. And he cried a little bit. Now, I could see myself crying like that, but I can't see myself crying about America. Like, like I want to ask Glenn Beck that, but he, he'd come back and he'd, he'd talk about me at, on television and, like, people would start Glenn Becking me and, like, killing me and, like, throwing tomatoes at me and things along those lines. So I need some help from you. What do I ask Glenn Beck? So if you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I could use that feedback. Now, again, I highly suggest you go to YouTube and watch the Craig Ferguson uh, tribute to his dad. Because it'll make you rethink your dad. You may hate your dad. You may love your dad. But your dad taught you how to laugh. That's an amazing thing. Anyway, so tomorrow, talking with Glenn Beck. And then, what else am I supposed to talk about? Oh, 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 oh. Aaron Patzer. <laughs> talking about the most eligible bachelor on the peninsula. He comes up with his website called Minton.com. Minton.com. M-I-N-T.com. Stands for money intelligence. And it helps you do your budgeting. Which, I guarantee you, 98% of the audience has no clue what their budget is. And you know what? You want to get wealthy? Figure out your freaking budget because then you can start striking things from it. I was just asking Jen and Heidi during the commercial break. Jen runs my board. Heidi is the producer of the show. I said, what do y'all think about the whole conversation about Comcast and Hulu? And Jen's like, I don't care. I'll just DVR it. And that's the point. She's probably not saving enough for retirement. And she probably should kick out the DVR and start watching stuff on Hulu. But nah, she's good paying a subscription. She's good work until the day she dies. So where do I go with this? So tomorrow I'm going to talk with Aaron Patzer, most eligible bachelor. Boy, I'm just all over the board on this one. Um, he starts a company called, oh, Budget. Budget. She probably doesn't have a budget. She probably doesn't even realize how much the DVR is truly costing her and the cable subscription is truly costing her. Anyway, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Um, and by the way, the DVRs are starting to tie into the internet and starting to tie into watching shows on the internet, which is pretty cool in and of itself. Okay. But Comcast's not doing that. But outside DVRs are doing that. Like TiVo. Okay. Okay. Where do I go? Um, so I'm talking with Aaron Patzer tomorrow. He's going to be on. He basically comes up with this website that helps you figure out your budget. Sold it for a billion and a half dollars to Intuit. He's the most eligible bachelor on the in the Bay Area. I'm going to be talking to a billionaire tomorrow. And I'm more freaked out about what I'm going to ask Glenn Beck. Speaking of what I did this weekend, I went to Tahoe and I did a dog reunion. My dog is a, a, a purebred. It just happened I got a purebred. It's not because I'm a snob. It's, it's, I kind of inherited it from a relationship. But she's Vishla. She's amazing and she's wonderful and she's amazing. Um, but she's got brothers and sisters from this purebred Vishla mountain pride thing. Went to a dog reunion this week and I found myself just, just regretting being alive. Completely regretting being alive. There was no other male in the room. It's all women. And it's all, they got nothing better to do with their Sundays and hang out and talk about their dogs and tell dog stories about the most expensive pieces of furniture they ate. Tell dog stories about, you know, uh, the most human characteristic of the Vishla. So I found myself just wanting to die. And then it starts to snow in Tahoe. It's Tahoe got their first snow. Good two to five inches. So I had to drive back in snow. That only took me seven hours. I'm cranky today, but I'm okay. Because I did find out when I was in Tahoe. Real estate's down about 50 to 60%. And Rob Black wants him some Tahoe real estate. Now, where do I want my Tahoe real estate? Do I want it in the Nevada side or do I want it in the California side? I want it in the Nevada side. So I can change my residency and become a Nevada resident over a California resident. 9.5% sales tax can go away. No, 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 not sales tax. 9.5% state income tax can go away. And then if I live there half the year, 
9.5% sales tax can go away. Real estate, you can now get, and I shouldn't tell, say this on the air, you can now get an 1,800-square-foot house in Tahoe, 350000 That's not too shabby, considering I know people who are living in the ghetto of Sunnyvale in a $600,000 house. So real estate's come down pretty aggressively. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Am I making any sense today at all? Because I get the feeling I'm not. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's squeeze in another business story. Barney Frank, I hate you. I hate you, Barney Frank. House Financial Services Committee Chairman Barney Frank said he plans to introduce legislation next week to take the $2 billion of rescue funds that were repaid by banks at a profit to the United States government. And he now wants that money to be put into foreclosure aid. We got it right. We bailed out the banks and we made money as a country. And now what we want to do is spend that money. What's wrong with America? Why not save it for a rainy day, Barney? Why not save it for... Why not just put it towards our our bill? What does the country owe? A couple trillion dollars? The IOU world trillion dollars? Why not put that two billion towards the IOU? No, let's spend it. U.S. job losses accelerated last month and unemployment rate reached the highest level since 1983. Signaling and recovery may be slow to develop. Properties entering the foreclosure process rose 18% in August from a year earlier. Frank says, I was disappointed. I expected a downward trend. Frank, who is a leading debate in Congress right now on the overhaul of U.S. regulations of financial institutions, said his panel will begin in January to consider policies to create jobs after it completes work on regulatory legislation. It's pretty well known that Barney Frank had more than just a casual relationship with one of the executives at Fannie Mae. Barney Frank has done more to damage America by getting us into this foreclosure mess, by leading debate on getting us into it, by giving all Americans the right to own a home, by lowering the cost of mortgages to people who couldn't afford a mortgage. And then Barney Frank wants to, to, help, to help save the problem by spending more of our money. I would say Barney Frank is almost enemy number one to the public. I think we got a hundred of them in Congress. He's clearly one of the top 100 in Congress who is just mismanaging everything he touches. He's got the opposite of the Midas touch, and I hate him. Not personally. I just, we, our country would be a better place without him in politics. I'd pay him to leave politics. Markets are rallying today after services data and big old bank upgrade. First hour is in the can, second hour coming up. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., Talk910.com. If you want to hear a re- uh, re- broadcast of the podcast, talk910.com. Why don't you get your voice heard on the show? I'm lonely. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.